Welcome to the Soul Revolution Tribe podcast, where we share stories, laughs, and even a few tears, but always a good time. We are about depth and real raw sharing through soul conversations and medicine. We are learning to find ourselves again and to be an unstoppable force of nature, ready to break down the constructs and rebuild them with love and acceptance at its core. We are the new world. Welcome back to the Soul Revolution Tribe and to this new episode. I'm your host, Shamanic Soul Guide, and um, your host of this podcast, Jackie B. And today I am super excited to share with you today, Nikki. Nikki is a certified shadow work practitioner who specializes in womb work, and she is the owner and founder of the Dark Goddess Collective, which is offering services and programs that are really dedicated to helping people heal, especially women after trauma, in order to step into their true embodiment, freedom, and soul purpose. I'm so excited to have you on today, Nikki. Yay, I'm so excited too. Thank you for having me. We were just talking before we hopped on of like, we're excited and like that curiosity of where this conversation is going. And we know that it's going to be yeah. beautiful and serving exactly who needs to hear it in this moment. So yeah. I want to kind of start out by having you share a little bit of your healing journey, where you went and how you got to here. Oh, wow. That is, uh, is quite the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I I think back about it like often and I'm just like, holy crap, there is just so much. But I guess, you know, I grew up in a really religious like environment. Um, so there's a lot of religious trauma. So when I went through my spiritual awakening, it was really difficult to move through that because I was constantly afraid of being wrong and like mm dying this terrible like eternal torment like yeah. <laughs> all of that so, so that forever and ever <laughs> yes um so that was really difficult to move through um but you know eventually I was able to find shadow work um and that is really what I really believe that that's when my journey actually started. So even though I had been on the journey for like a good year before finding it, I I I feel like that's when things really started to take a turn and shift. I uh, had started my business, and when I when I first started my awakening, I started my business, and I have this huge background of nutrition. Um, over 10 years, I was a, a fitness coach. Um, I was a, a weightlifting coach. I competed in all of that. And, you know, just like this really masculine uh, thing. And when I went through my awakening, I realized, you know, what I was missing is this like feminine piece of me. And so I kind of started playing around with that. And I was like, you know what? this is helping me with like my emotional eating and like I'm healing certain aspects of myself and, and things like that. So I decided to start my business again. And, um, I didn't really know exactly how I wanted to go about it. Um, but I wanted to help women with their trauma because my previous years of doing nutrition, I would get all of these women coming to me and being like, I want to lose weight. And they would always come back with the same problems every single mm-hmm. session. Um, I just emotionally eat and like, and I, and through conversation, I just learned like, 
food was never the problem. They know exactly what they needed to eat. Yeah. It was just the, the, um, like the emotions, the trauma that they had gone through and triggers and things like that. And something that I, um, studied in school. So I started, um, wilderness therapy in school um and i wrote my thesis on it um how we can utilize nature for healing and um and so that that was actually my first book um it's called the nature mind fuck and it's a blend of like my own personal experience with um that and so with that background i just kind of realized through my awakening like that's kind of what i wanted to do i wanted to help women with trauma because that was like the root of their problems mm-hmm. and i just didn't know how to go about doing that because i had this nutrition background and i was like well i must I have to do something in that realm because that's my experience. But truth be told, I freaking hated it. I hated nutrition. I don't give a shit what you eat. Like, I don't care. I'm not here to tell you what to eat. I There's no judgment for me. And, and I found this um, really awful business coach that basically told me, no, you have to teach you have to, you know, sell them what they want and then you can give them what they need later. And that I, felt I so awful. <laughs> oh, I freaking hate it. And everything it. in your body screaming, like, this is not right. I just want to do yes. what I love and what, what I feel fully expressed. And now I have to do something that I think somebody else wants. And once again, I'm reading their thoughts. I'm not even, you know what I mean? Like what I think they want, but really I know this is what they need. Yes. Yeah. So you know, it felt awful, but I kind of went with it because I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing with marketing and all of that stuff. Well, long story short, it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. And I signed up for a different, like more spiritually based, like business coaching group. And, you know, I learned a lot there, but the best thing that happened to me there was I met my mentor. Her name is Danielle Massey, and she's a she's actually a licensed psychotherapist, but she stopped practicing solely to do shadow work. And she literally wrote the book on shadow work. Um, and she was talking to us about shadow work, and I my jaw just dropped listening to her because I was like, I literally studied all of this in school. This is it. And so I immediately booked sessions with her. My first session with her. We went into my womb space and it was a mess. It was a stone cold church and it just, it, it felt so awful, just so awful. And so I did so many like sessions with her and we were always going back to that place and, and just like tearing it down brick by brick until it was this beautiful field. And, you know, I was able to add things to it and, uh, I was able to heal so much. And I started noticing these drastic shifts in my life and also mostly my business because it started giving me like this, like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I got closer and closer and closer to the thing. And eventually she was like, Hey, you know, I think you're supposed to do what I do. And I was like, I think you're right. And I literally pivoted my entire business. And I said, guess what, guys, I'm not doing nutrition anymore because I hate it. I literally hate it. It just irks my soul. I can't do it anymore. But this is what I'm doing now. And I shifted and it just started to shift even more. The more I did womb shadow work the more my life just 
transformed. Mm -hmm. And so that became my biggest passion. And it made sense. Like everything that I had gone through, the religious trauma, the sexual trauma, the the suppressed sensuality, the creative blocks, all of the things I struggled so hard with, it made so much sense now that I'm here specializing in womb shadow work because that is what I was meant to learn so that I could carry this out. So that that's essentially how we got here. <laughs> so, that makes sense. Well, yeah. that's that's what I think everyone realizes. It's like it's not that you have to learn from a textbook because you can only learn so much from a textbook as it is. I I say that with a grain of salt because yes, I have over ten years plus college education plus certifications and all of that on top of it. But what makes me who I am is not just the the words on the the pages. It's how I integrate and how I apply it in my own life and my experiences and the muck I had to go through and heal on my own to move forward. And it sounds like the same thing with you is you, you went through and you've lived and breathed this work. Yes. You know firsthand. So it's not like I'm just guiding you through a process. It's I've been there before and Mm -hmm. your, your Mm -hmm. journey looks a little different. It's not the same, but I've been there. I can relate and I can meet you on your level instead of just looking above because Anyone that, that knows me and has listened to this podcast is I have do not believe in hierarchy at, ever, ever. Like if you're going to put me on a pedestal, I will disappoint you. Take me off the pedestal. We are meant to yes. be side by side. We are, <laughs> we are a family, a soul family, and we're here to help each other grow. Yes, you have people that are mentors in, in, in certain areas, but I believe everybody is a teacher to each other. Like my mm-hmm. five-year-old is one of my biggest teachers. Oh yeah. And they teach us in all different things. So it doesn't matter what, what your background or ever, all of that pieces is, is like, you can find lessons and grow no matter what Mm -hmm. in, in any situation, if you are open to it. I am so glad. I'm so glad that you bring this up because this is something I'm really passionate about explaining to people is that you have a like a vast infinite library of wisdom and knowledge inside of you. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need me to tell you what to do, what to think, how to heal, any of that. Like you don't need me to do that. You have it already like deep inside of you. I'm there to help guide you to get there, but you're the one that's doing the work. You're the one that's deciding how it needs to be done. You're communicating that with me and I'm there to just kind of help you get there. Right. And like, There are things that, yes, like I have spent a great deal of money knowing what I know and doing what I do. I have a lot of experience doing it now, but that never, ever trumps your own intuition. And that is something I'm very passionate about people understanding because when I was going through- Leave with what what else. Yes, exactly. When I was going through my spiritual awakening, I kept thinking like, because I came from this religious structure Mm -hmm. of like, I don't know enough. I am too lowly to understand this. I suck at this or whatever. So like I need somebody above me to Mm -hmm. take me there because I was constantly looking for that savior, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing is like you, you are your own savior. I just did a post on that not too long ago. Yeah, like you are the one that leads yourself out of this, right? You can ask for support. You can get a mentor, a guide, but that mentor or guide should never be the one that's taking the credit 
for like getting you from A to B. Like you yeah. freaking did that. <laughs> I, 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 I preach the same thing, sister. Like that, that's literally what I say. I, I changed the wording. Like I used to call myself a holistic healer. But then I realized there was so much resistance in that word because yes, I do. I I heal. I, I do that process. But for me, it's like, I want to ingrain the fact that I will never disempower you. You're the one doing the work. And that's mm-hmm. why I shifted into what I am now. I'm a shamanic soul guide. I am guiding you through a healing process and I'm facilitating change, but it's you that is putting in the effort to make it happen. It's you mm-hmm. that knows what's going on. I am just holding the sacred space for you to find it. And, right. and that is like, that's the big thing is we live in such a disconnected world that um, we, we disconnect from ourselves, disconnect from source, disconnected from everything. And we search everything outside of us, but we need to remember that the answers are inside. We have everything we need. We just need to take the time to sit in and sift and figure out what is our truth and what is not our truth. And like I was saying before, like we live through experience. Yes, we have all this education, but we live through the experience and taking that education and really turning it into wisdom, embodied Mm -hmm. wisdom, because that's the difference. You can know all the things in the world, but if you don't know how to apply it, it's useless. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's what it is. Like we go through this, this experience and we, we are soul led and we go through that process. And I know we both have the same, same like mission you could say, or, or philosophy behind it is like throw the damn rule book out because no one else knows you better than you. And I've learned that lesson over and over and over again. Um, I had a thyroid cancer scare and I knew there was something wrong with me for six months, six months. I told the doctor, something's not right. Something's not right. I don't know what's going on. And yes, I had a little, it was right after I had my, my son, Xavier. And they kept blowing me off. Oh, you're a new mom. You're a new mom. You're a new mom. And lo and behold, I had two growths on my thyroid. <clears throat> I knew my own body, but I gave my power away to something outside of me. And, and I had this construct of somebody else knows me better than me. And mm-hmm. I want to call bullshit mm-hmm. on that. Like absolutely yeah. not. In every, in every way. No, everything. If you... You just need to learn and anchor in that self-trust. But that was the the spiral to get me to really understand that. Break mm-hmm. down the constructs that I saw coming from the medical field. I'm an RN as well. Um, and so mm-hmm. like it shifted my whole perspective of the medical field. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that that goes in every sense of, of it, you know, physically, but also emotionally, spiritually. Like I think, you know, especially when people are going through like an awakening, um, we tend to want to, yeah, put people in boxes, put people on pedestals, look for that savior, you know, and that's literally just because that's the way society is set up so that you can be controlled. Mm -hmm. Like if we were to, yeah, if we were to just let all of that go and just understand and and be okay with like finding the answers within ourselves like we would be leaders we would not be able to be controlled we would we would be drastically changing this world but because society and structures within society like religion and things like that put they they give you this like savior complex like you're trash like you're not good enough yeah like you're trash look for this instead yeah right um and it's just it really is not the way and i see it a lot actually in the spiritual community um you know even just something as simple as like well what kind of witch are you are you a green witch are you a uh you know a 
whatever. I don't know. White witch or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. And it's just kind of like, why do you have to put a label on it? Just exactly. Like, who the fuck cares? You know, like just you you just are you, right? Or like um when somebody is trying to find maybe even just some embodiment practices, that that's a huge part of um something that I do with my clients in addition to the the shadow work. Um is like, okay. I I have to do this embodiment practice, like, you know, as it's taught. Yeah. Fucking no. No, make it your own. Cause no, that's, like, that's it, where the magic happens. Exactly. And that's actually something that I recently uh really started to like hone more is I I when I first started getting into like the spirituality and things like that, I found Kundalini like pretty quickly and there was something about it that I really really loved I loved the magic behind it I loved like how it made me feel sometimes but then there was also this like complete opposite feeling of like I fucking hate this like there's I so hate much regulation this. too <laughs> yes I know yeah so there's so many rules there's so many like if you like you can't modify things um and you're not there's, doing there's, it right Right. Or like you have to start over if you miss a day and like just all of the, these rules around magic. And I don't understand that. And especially like just any kind of magic or spell work or anything like that. I don't understand why are there rules? Because if if your energy is like literally telling you to do something different, why the fuck would you not listen to that? Yes. That is just going to amplify the magic for you. And Kundalini, it was no different. So what I ended up doing over, over some time, and even if I told my clients like, hey, we're going to do this Kundalini Kriya, but if you miss a day, like this is how it's traditionally practiced. But if you miss a day, don't worry about it. Like we're not going to do this it that our way. Intention. Yep. <laughs> People still felt guilt and shame when they missed a day. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this throw it in the garbage. We're not doing Kundalini anymore. We're going to do something totally new. And I just like created something new and I, I call them the dark goddess flows. And they're something that I freaking love because they are taught right away from day one. You make the rules. There are no rules. You make them. And so it's so much easier going into this practice, knowing that like, oh, there's no way to do this wrong. There's literally no way to do this wrong. There's no missing days. There's no there's no rules whatsoever yeah. to this thing. Make mistakes. Um, it's encouraged. Right. <laughs> like, and so it it's, it's like this practice that I love because it is now teaching you how to listen to your mm -hmm. own intuition and listen to your own body. And it bridges that gap. So instead of being like, well, this magic is so ancient and old and and you know, there's all these rules I have to abide by. Like there were days I was supposed to do my Kundalini Kriya and energetically, I was just like, I know, like, I just need something different, but I don't want to start over. So I would self-betray. I would betray um, myself to do the thing. Do you really think that that magic worked for me? I don't no. care if you were on day 39, You're if you felt that way, trust. you're breaking your own trust. You are denying yourself something that you actually do need energetically or spiritually or what emotionally whatever and, and you're creating your you're creating trauma right in that moment of betrayal exactly. and, and abandonment and of your own truth yes and it's it's this concept of somebody knows more than me mm -hmm. you 
no, that's not actually true. When they it can comes give to you the you. framework, this is what I always say. They can give you like mm-hmm. framework and guidelines, but you mm-hmm. make it your own always. And that's what yes. I always say. Like, they're like, oh, I want, I, I want to do this session with you or whatever, because I know you practice this and I'm not familiar with it. And then I, then I always laugh and I'm like, yeah, I do practice that, but that's only a part of me. And you can go and do the same practice with somebody else. Like we both do womb work. Your womb work is going to be radically different than mine. Both beautiful in their own way and exactly serving. But you, you, when you're tapped into your own energy and your own things and you make it your own, there, there is no like competition because it's there. You know what I mean? No. Like, no. And we were talking about this before. So you have these beautiful dark goddess flows and I've been playing around with this. And this is why I'm like, this is not, this is not ironic to me. Like, of course, of course, of course it would be like this. I call them somatic flows, which are similar to you. Cause I had the same type of thing. Like I'm so sick of feeling shamed or I have to do something certain way. Or if I physically can't do something, I, I, there's something wrong with me and mm-hmm. I just can't get mm-hmm. the magic. I can't, I can't yeah. act activate that um, energy channel because, because I can't do certain things for 25 minutes or whatever. Um, And that's, that's how I I was like, okay, well, I'm going to play with these somatic flows and just trust mine and how to activate different energies in my body. And I know enough about the energy body that I'm going to do this this way because it plays with this energy channel. But at the same point, it's like, I can do it for a little bit and that doesn't feel right anymore. Okay. I already, I already did what I needed to do. Now I can intuitively do that. And it's the same thing in that process of making it your own and trusting yourself. Like that, that is, that is where the magic is. That is where, what life is about is truly experiencing and listening to yourself. And that's the connection with yourself and your source, all of that. That's what it is. That's something I wish, that's something that I so desperately wish that I knew. And that was, that was told to me in the beginning of my awakening was that you don't need anything other than yourself. You may need like a guide to kind of bring things to fruition or, or not. And only if it feels right. Just not that because you're told you need one. Right. Like you may need a guide to just kind of teach you the things that you need to know to help get you there. But like, you do not need someone to tell you this is for you. This is the box you belong in. Like none of that. Like you, you only my, what I tell people is like, you only spend money on guides, mentors, whatever. If your soul is like buzzing, if your soul is like, holy fuck, yes, I love this. Like then yes, you do that because there's something that you need to learn from that person and that's where you go with it. But if it doesn't, if that it's not happening, you just don't feeling good about it and alive in your body. That's your body's way of saying no. Like your, your, your soul is saying, no, this is not for us. And even if it's not like what I, what I always tell my clients is like, lean into that don't ignore it, lean into it. There's either a resistance or a program or something that's going on. That's causing, I I call it soul sabotage, self-sabotage. So you have a program running that's the self-sabotage saying, okay, I can't, I'm not good enough for this. I can't do this. Whatever, whatever line you want to enter there, you get to then lean into that program, heal that program and come back to your truth or your soul sabotage or your soul nudges. I call them soul nudges of like, my soul is nudging me towards this because this is the piece that I already contracted that I get to learn along the way, because this is part of my story. And it's not, I always say like, everyone's like, oh, my soul purpose or my soul mission. That also in this, like, I also want to call bullshit and tear that down to, to a point. Like there's no one thing that you have to do. And if, if I don't do it, then I, I'm wrong or I'm not mm-hmm, enough or like, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm, no, you're missing mm-hmm. the whole point. The whole point yeah. is to experience life. 
to be here, right. to learn, to grow, to evolve. There's no one way to get Yes. There. You know, I, this is something that I was recently talking to my best friend about is how in the spiritual community, especially escapism is mm-hmm. rampant, right? Like there are so many people that I meet that are like booking a call with me or whatever that just got done with this major program and like they're discovering their sole purpose and they're like going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, just never really actually getting into action and integrating because they're just escaping. It's just a different form of escape. Well, really they're searching outside themselves at that point. They haven't really learned that there's nothing outside of you that is going to complete you. You have to come inside and complete and come to a whole like even right. when it was, I was just having this conversation about relationships and they're like, um, actually with my, my oldest who just turned 15 and he's not into a serious relationship, but we were talking about that and how his friends kind of bounce between girls or whatever. And he just isn't, um, he hasn't found, like, he likes girls and whatever, but he's like, I just haven't found somebody that I really want to like yeah. date, date. And, um, I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But we were talking about how, um, coming into a relationship, you're not looking for somebody to complete you. You're not looking for your other half. Mm-hmm. That 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 is never going to be a long lasting, healthy relationship. You need to come into wholeness yourself and they come into wholeness themselves and you complement each other. There's no, yes. no, you complete me. <laughs> I know that's a cute yes. cliche thing, but that's not. Oh, how, it's, it's not that really irks me. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And so that's something that I see so much. Um, is that it's just escaping and it's even spiritual people do actually i think spiritual people do it like actually exactly (laughs) because they 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 disguise it as growth and development but it's actually another really toxic thing that you're doing you're still having addressed the issue that you don't feel good enough so you have to keep chasing certifications or chasing programs or learning all the things um, mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm, I'm guilty of that too, to a point, like I don't yeah. need a piece of paper to tell me that I'm good enough to do what I do. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, so that, yeah, I see, I just see this happen so much. And so something I always tell my clients is that there are seasons, there are seasons mm-hmm. of shadow work. Since I do shadow work, there are seasons and that this goes for like literally any concept, right? So like with shadow work, there are seasons, there's seasons to go, deep into your unconscious to discover why you get triggered with X, Y, or Z. Where does that come from? To really discover your soul, your purpose, and like why you're here, what you've learned, all of those things. That There's a season for that. But then don't forget about the season that comes after that, which is integration. And that is action taking. And that is setting yourself up, utilizing systems to give you success and just, and, and actually doing the freaking work, not just going from that season and skipping that to going right into that same season again. Like you can't, it doesn't work. You can't apply the information. It's just noise then. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be noise. I want to be value and to be valuable. You have to apply said Mm -hmm. information. You have to actually integrate it. Okay. So here's the concept. I've got to embody it. I've got to feel how it feels in my being. And whether I want to, like I I say, like put on the coat, put on the coat. If it feels right, if it feels snugged and and constricted, then it might not be for you. It might be Mm -hmm. a different season's coat (laughs) and you can Mm -hmm. set it aside and, and come back with no judgment. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it works for some people. It doesn't for me right now. And that's okay. It's okay to be different. 
it's okay for one thing to work for me right now and not tomorrow. And maybe this one will be next. Like you, you don't need to know all the answers. They'll come when they're ready. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that that is another really important thing to like, keep in mind throughout like someone's healing journey is that there are seasons for deep reflection, deep, like healing work, like shadow work. Um, and then there's a season to apply the things that you actually learned. And that's the part that people don't want to do because that's the part that disrupts your life. That's the part that gets really sticky and hard and, you know, and, and you actually have to change mm -hmm. things actively and, and change that's is not always comfortable. Right. Exactly. Happens. Exactly. And, you know, as a person who is autistic and change is so freaking hard for me, like it triggers the crap out of me. I 100% get why people don't do it, you know, because like that disruption of what's normal, like even if you're miserable, you know what to expect. Your brain is comfortable there, right? And the brain, I tell everybody, the brain is so lazy. It just, it has a system and it just rolls with it. It doesn't matter if it's suiting you or not. It rolls with it. It's, that's just how neur like our neural programming works. So. Well, it's doing what it's told. That's what it's. Yeah, to. Like you exactly. Run your programs, unless you decide to change that program, right. it's going to keep running it over and over and over again. It yeah, doesn't exactly. get the, the it's power like, to change it. You do. Yeah. It's, it's like, I always use the analogy of like, if you are running a track in the mud right? You just keep running in that same, same spot in the mud. It's going to pack down the mud and it's going to be like a nice, easy place to run in, right? Even, and, and if you detour off of that track, it's going to be really hard. You're going to slip, you might fall. Um, you're going to have to like really climb your way through that mud or whatever. So the brain is like, well, why the fuck would I do that when there's this track right here? That doesn't make any sense. So that's what the brain is doing. And so, you know, a lot of people fear change, not just people who are neurodivergent, but like for us neurodivergent people, it's even more so. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, really hard. But at some point, you got to just be like, you know what, I'm going to stop running this track. And I just need to like jump over to this big pile of mud and just like dig my way through it. Right. And that's the part that people are like, mm, I, but this, there's another, there's another track over here. I think I'm just going to go run that for a little bit. It's a little bit different. So I think that'll be good. It's like, no, no, you've got to pave <laughs> your own way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's something that I always, um, when I get on the phone with people, cause I do some like free calls to, especially for my group program, um, I do free calls for that. And I am talking to people it's because I want to make sure that this actually feels aligned for you and it is the right season. It is the right time. And if somebody just got done with some deep intensive work in another program or something like that, I'm like, is this the right time? Or do you need to apply some of the things that you learned from that person yeah. over there? You Otherwise, know, like going to go in one year out another year, you, you learned it this like school, <clears throat> school, they teach uh -huh. you something to study for a test. And like, mm -hmm. that's a big thing. Like I homeschool my, my two younger ones for that reason. It's like the same type of thing is that I'm breaking down all the constructs and I get to teach them skills that I teach clients and, and talk about, I get to teach them from a young age. Cause I just sit and I'm like, if I knew everything I knew now, like how to actually interact with myself, connect with myself and around me and work my energy and things like that. And I understood that 
<clears throat> my life would be way different. Not that I want to change it, but like I'm setting them up for success now to look at the world mm -hmm. a whole different way because they are our future. Yes, exactly. I just did a post today actually about that. Um, you know, like if you want a better future for your children, you have to start with you like 1000% because women, especially like we are so magnetic. If our womb space is filled with trauma and hardship and anxiety and pain and guilt and shame, you are pushing that energy out towards the people around you, whether you realize it or not, whether you want to or not, and you are getting more of that in return. That is what the womb is all about. And so if you actually dive into that space, you dive into that healing journey and you start to balance that the energy within that space and everything, and you start to feel calm and peace and more compassion and more nurturing. And you start to, you know, deal, dealing less with anxiety and just more, um, just more peace in general in your day-to-day -day conversations and relationships, then you're pushing that energy out and you get the same back in return. Your kids start listening to you. Your kids start shifting and changing their views on things. They become these really wise individuals like, fuck, they're actually learning something of value here. And the same thing goes for, for spouses too. I have so many clients that come to me and it's like, I'm having so many issues in my awakening because my spouse is not on board with this and we're there's a lot of friction and I get that because my husband is an atheist and just doesn't really believe in anything um and so but the thing is is like the more womb shadow work that I have done for myself the more he has shifted the more yeah. he has changed the more everything open around your whole up. reality changes yeah. And he may not believe the same exact things as me, but there is so much mutual respect mm -hmm. and there is good conversations and there's understanding and there's compassion and there's nurturing on both sides because I'm pushing that energy out to him and he is giving it right back in return. That is the power that us women that we have. And that comes from our womb space, that, that comes from that magnetism that it absolutely is responsible for. And so that's something I teach all of my clients is like by you taking taking a stand for what you need and you're and prioritizing prioritizing your energy and your healing you are making a better world for your everyone. for what your you loved ones yep. right exactly and i call it like the ripple effect right mm -hmm. we have this innate ability to we start with ourselves and then it just starts mm -hmm. rippling out to every single person that we come in contact with we you're make also giving them an example exchanges like, exactly. especially with kids that you can tell mm -hmm. them one thing, but that's not what they're oh, taking in. Kids pick up on action, <laughs> action, action. And the and energy you, behind it. Like yeah, they know, exactly. Oh, mom's doing this, but it's because she, she doesn't really want to, but she feels she has to. Like they know, yeah. you don't have to say it. That's they know. the thing is like kids are so, we have so much to learn from children, so much to learn from children. We think that we have to guide and shape them. No, I've 100% believe that they guide and shape us because I say, it's kind of the opposite. It reminds it us is. to be back into that childlike innocence and wonder and excitement and play. Yes. Like yes. where, our job where is in our society, do we go from this like detachment from that part mm -hmm. of us? And yes. everything has to be so serious and so logical and things like that. You know what I mean? We, mm -hmm. we cut mm -hmm. off a whole part of us. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, as parents, we are meant to keep them safe and to, you know, be that guide when they need it, but also to just 
accept them and to give them that freedom because when you do they're the ones that freaking teach us they're the ones that they're so perceptive they are so intuitive like those gifts are already there so like if you are saying one thing doing another there you are creating so much dissonance for them and that is a small t trauma that they are housing in their unconscious and it's going to shape the way that they do things in the future and way they think and feel about things in the future so like everything that we do matters so much more than what we say well and then when they're acting up i always realize like i take responsibility for my own part of it mm -hmm. like they're acting up but why is it triggering me in this moment right it shouldn't trigger me they are just dealing with big emotions and they don't know how to process it yet why is it triggering me so i get to lean into okay i acknowledge this is coming up for me where did Mm -hmm. i not feel safe in expressing mm-hmm. my emotions like this and things like that. And I get to hold sacred space, not only to go through my, for myself, but for them to feel because mm-hmm. we are taught not to feel right. and we are feeling beings. Like that's what it is. That's to be expressed. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Exactly. To to hold that space and saying, yeah, I know right now the world feels like this. Like it feels unfair. It feels like that. And just acknowledging that and not trying to quick shift them. Cause that's another part in healing that I see so much, especially in the spiritual community this quick fixes that mm-hmm. like, like, Oh, I'm feeling this. Let's get it away. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel angry. Let's just, just purge it. Yeah, but you have right. to feel it before you can purge it. Otherwise you're just going to keep looping because you have not yeah. learned what you need to do to be able to fully release it. Yeah. I mean, that, that is super key. It's like every emotion, every thought, every belief that you have is a lesson Every trigger that you have, triggers are not bad. Triggers are not to be feared, right? They're lessons. They all serve you for some form. Yeah, right. Like at some point, that trigger is there because it kept you safe. It kept you Mm -hmm. alive, right? But at the same time, is it always necessary? No, it is your job to discover what there is to discover about that trigger. Why is it coming up and how do you shift and change that so that you can make your life better, but also start giving those actions and those those lessons to your children through what you are doing each and every single day. So yeah, it's it's the that action part is just so so important. So absolutely. So for people that are listening that aren't familiar with shadow work, how would you explain what sh- shadow work is? I love this question because it is such a buzzword right now, and most people don't actually know what shadow work really is um, and or they're not actually doing shadow work. Mm-hmm. So um, if you if you scroll uh, good old TikTok, <laughs> shadow work is, is talked about all the time, and it's talked about in a sense of doing um, like e- evaluating where things come from, doing some journal prompts and things like that. That is all awesome stuff to do, but it is not actual shadow work. That is subconscious work, which is great. It's a small part. (laughs) It's a very, it's a, I like to call it, it's the baby, baby step of getting into shadow work because what shadow work is actually all about is getting to it. The deepest part of our brain, which is the unconscious. So we have our consciousness, which is like information that we know what to do with. Like where I know I'm talking to you right now. Um, the subconscious is information we are aware of, 
but we don't need all the time. So I'm aware of that I have some religious trauma, right? But I don't need to do something with that all the time. So it sits there in my subconscious, right? My unconscious is all of the stuff that I am completely unaware about. So while I understand that I have religious trauma and I know I can remember some aspects of that, there are things within that that I don't remember, that I don't know how that made me feel, that I I don't remember those emotions on that particular memory that I do perhaps remember. Remember, or perhaps I actually am omitting complete memories of that particular trauma. That is our unconscious. Right, exactly. And and I actually talk to a lot of people that um, have a giant memory gaps as as children. And I, I was one of those people. And that's because of trauma. So we don't know what we don't know. So if you're doing a journal prompt, it is impossible for you to tap into the unconscious because you don't know what you don't know. So when you're doing some writing and things like that, you're tapping into the subconscious. Great work, but the unconscious is the deepest layer. It's the biggest layer. It is what builds our brain. It builds our habits. It builds our routines. It builds everything. And I so think also it- with the labeling. Um, so like I I look at the brain like you do because I have that, that biological background being, being pre-med than nursing, but I label it like you're saying, but I label it as conscious, pre-conscious is the subconscious you use and unconscious or subconscious, subconscious just seems to like resonate and people know a little more. So that's why I call it subconscious, but it's the same concept. You need to go to the deeper layers, nothing that, that you really know. And there's parts to get down there. It's like, yes, you can start in that pre-conscious subconscious area and then you go deeper in the deeper layers and the deeper layers. So yes, there's the journaling helps to a part and that's part of it, but it's not all right. All right. So to do true shadow work, you have to get to that deepest layer. You have to get to the unconscious. And the only way that you can actually get to the unconscious is through theta brainwaves. So that is something that we do every single day when we drift off to sleep. That's something that we do when we daydream. That's something that we do if we wake up in the middle of the night having to go to the bathroom, you can drift right back to sleep. I like to call it, it's like when your mind is awake, but your body is asleep. You know, that's that's where we need to be to actually access unconscious stuff. So that's something that I do is I guide people into those theta brainwaves and then we are kind of opening the door to their shadow or their unconscious. And, you know, especially if we're setting some sort of an intention to figure out where does this thing come from, like why is this coming up and whatever, then we're able to kind of re-experience where that original wound comes from. So you may have a subconscious memory of like, oh, I think that, you know, I do this because of this particular moment, but you may find that there is actually a past life that that started, or you might find that it's actually further back in that memory that you just don't remember. Or maybe you just don't actually understand or don't have clarity around all of the pieces to that memory, right? And so we go back to that original space and we look at all of it. We analyze every single part of it and you're re-experiencing that. At the same time that you're re-experiencing everything, we are making sure that you are 
deeply connected to your body because what mm-hmm. happens when we go through trauma is we disconnect from our body we experience fight flight freeze and that 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 automatic system starts to to turn on right those are triggers so when we're going into the unconscious it is so imperative for us to make sure that we are feeling calm peaceful safe. connected safe all of those things because that is how you rewire the nervous system when we do shadow work mm-hmm. so number one shadow work is the unconscious so it's stuff that we are not aware of Mm -hmm. and it's rewiring the nervous system by re-experiencing what we need to remaining calm and connected while we do it and then because the unconscious part of our brain is what builds the rest of our brain when you change things at that level Everything else starts to follow suit and slowly but surely in your waking life, you start to realize, wow, this doesn't like hit the same way it did. This trigger doesn't trigger me as much or it's actually not even there anymore. Or I actually am noticing when I'm triggered about this and now I know exactly what to do to help myself through it, right? Like that's when the change really, really starts to happen is when you can do all of that. And so- you know, when you're doing that level of shadow work, um, it's so important to make sure that you're doing that with someone who is trauma informed because of that piece that I mentioned of staying calm and connected and grounded when you're re-experiencing something. You could do shadow work that this unconscious work that I'm talking about and re-experience it and get re-traumatized very easily because you're re-experiencing a trauma. And if you're not that sacred safe, if you don't have somebody to hold the space and if you don't have somebody that is trained in how to keep you calm Mm -hmm. and connected to your body, you are not you're aggravating that system all over again. You're making things worse. You're driving that path in the mud even deeper. And so that's something that I people really need to understand when it comes to shadow work is if you're getting to that deep layer, you better be trauma-informed or have somebody that is trauma-informed to help you there because I see a lot of people that are shadow workers out there that are not trauma-informed. You very well could be doing more harm than good, and that is not true shadow work, right? And if you haven't done the shadow work yourself, I've seen that so many times of like, I'm a shadow worker, but I haven't looked at my own backyard like, I never will understand that, that you are, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> you can only take somebody as deep as you're willing to go. Yes. Like, so, I mean, like the, you, it's hard to hold space for something that you've never done yourself to be right. able to go down to that deep or you're, that you're willing to go because you'll resist right. too. Your energy will resist going there because right. you don't feel safe. Well, well, yeah, and that's that's the thing. That's why people experience blocks when it comes to shadow work too, is like your brain's afraid. Your uh-huh. brain is so afraid of new things. So if you go in or like, I think I might see something a little scary, like, do you think you're going to experience that? No, you won't because your brain will block it. So if you it. yourself are a shadow worker that is afraid of your own shadow, do you think that you're going to have this open communication with your client and being able to take them through their own blocks? No, you're not going to get anywhere. And you're actually going to pull from your ego at that point because you can't get anywhere and you're causing more harm to mm-hmm. those those people you're trying to help. So yes. like absolutely if you you everyone needs shadow work, but if you're helping anybody with trauma, 
you absolutely need to do shadow mm-hmm. work yourself. It's a way of life. Like I, I yes. do this a lot. Um, I don't necessarily write out, say like shadow work, but it, that's what it is. It's all different aspects. And that's why I ask like your version. So womb work is a, a chapter, a section of shadow work, but you have your mm-hmm. inner child. You have like the subconscious layers. You have, you have all these different parts that you can, yeah. you can go and play in. Something that I have experienced um, is that with shadow work in particular, there are subsets to it. So we have womb work, we have past lives, we have generational or ancestral trauma, we have inner child, right? These are, I would say those are the four most common things that we see. Um, And they're all, so, so I think it's really powerful. If someone can pair real shadow work, like I described, with also really diving in specifically to those four things, you're really transforming in a deep, deep layers, like real, and you're going to notice some really big shifts, the deeper that you go within those like subsets and general layers of yourself too. Right. General stuff is super great to kind of get you started. But once you kind of realize like, okay, you know, like right now I'm in this season of like inner child, finding out that I'm ADHD and autistic as an adult, it's been a freaking whirlwind. And so I'm realizing how much inner child work I do still have to do. So that's my chapter right now is really specifically honing in on those aspects on that inner child, healing her and diving super deep with it because that's how we get these really big shifts when we can get very, very specific on the kind of healing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So. And the remembrance of like, yes, you have have these labels that people give you, um, that mm-hmm. the medical field gives you. But at the same point, it's like remembering and accepting of like, I was created this way for a reason. And isn't it mm-hmm. beautiful that mm-hmm. I have this ability? Because if you think about the I call it your superpower to be perfectly honest, because it allows you to tap back into that childlike state where other people struggle so hard because they block because I have to be, I have to be this responsible, whatever. And like, take that hat off and just allow yourself to be you. Well, yeah. When you say that, I think about everybody that is neurodivergent. It's like, I freaking hate that word because I'm not divergent of anything. I am just who I am. Just take that box away. Well, and have you read or seen Divergent? Like there, there's a book called Divergent. There's no, actually I haven't. And um, and why, like at first, like that's what I thought. But after watching that movie, like it's like divergents are like bad. So the society says, but actually the whole goal of this experiment is to develop those divergents because they are the ones that are like the most powerful because they can harness all, all parts. Mm, and like, so mm-hmm, like, I'm like, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can, I have a little different view because of that. But at first I was like, divergent is different. And oh my gosh, we can't be different because society tells you that you got to follow the right. line, cross the T's, dot the I's. Or right, you're right. <laughs> well, right. And in that, in that context, like I'm not freaking divergent of anything. I am just who I am and I am just going to allow myself to be what I am. And, you know, like if we just took those hats off or those boxes away of whatever, like, oh, I'm ADHD or, oh, I'm autistic or, or whatever. If we just took that away and we just explained, like, this is how I experience yeah. life. And we listened to people yeah. that experience life just a little bit differently what like what shifts would we see in the world like just and let's be real we all process slightly differently because of our mm-hmm. own programming systems like mm-hmm. we may not have the label but we we will never function the exact same way as the person next to us and if we right. are we're lying to ourselves 
Oh yeah. Being honest of what, and what and I on. think every single person on the planet can identify and relate to like somebody like myself that is ADHD or autistic or something like that. I think that every single person can relate to aspects of those things, right? Everyone can relate to getting really fucking overwhelmed and melting down. Everyone can relate to that. Your meltdowns may look totally different from mine, but it's still a freaking meltdown, yeah. right? Like, so I, I think that these boxes are meant to separate us mm-hmm. instead of unifying us because that's when we're strongest. That's where, is the, when po- we yeah, can, that's where the power is. When we can be unified and we can come together, when we can share, right? That it makes us really powerful. But now we have so much separation and so many different boxes. It's like, this is how you get divided. And when we're divided, we're broken. And we're trying as not a, to see each other. Like that that's like mm-hmm. the game that they play is like, they don't want me to see myself in you and you to see yourself mm-hmm. in me. Because then, oh my gosh, what's better than one mind? two minds of a leg. And then, you know what I mean? And it grows and grows and grows to realize that we can accept our differences and love us for being different. Mm-hmm. And we have mm-hmm. things that we relate, but you're not going to relate on everything. We're not Stepford wipes. Like we're not, no. we're not robots. Yeah. And that's a good right. thing. <laughs> I know. I tell people that like, you're not a freaking robot. You're meant to be slightly different than the person standing next to you, because that is what makes the world so freaking beautiful to be in. And that's why we keep reincarnating onto this planet, because it's like, this is where we learn. This is where we learn about humanity and learn these soul lessons. Like this is where it happens. This is where the magic really, really happens. And we're here for a reason. We're here to learn something, multiple things. And we learn that through experience, but we learn that through other people experiencing life just slightly different. They help you reframe the way you've looked at something. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I went through that, but I am stuck in this victim mode of like, poor me, poor me, poor me. When somebody else has healed that part and can bring their soul medicine and say, I've been there. Mm-hmm. But I look at it from this way once, not saying that you have to do whatever, but here's just another possibility. It opens the door for possibilities. When you have more minds together, you open the doors for possibilities of seeing things from a different view. And that's right. what I'm all about is like, I've realized this is my whole life. I've never wanted to look at something from one angle. I've right. always had like that artistic mind of like, let me see from this side. Well, let me see from mm-hmm. this side. Even when there's an argument point, I love debate class because I oh, yeah. I'm, because saying- I'm like, Give me the extreme this way. Give me the extreme that way. And then I want to hear their story so that I can find my common ground of what feels right to me. Because I'm yeah. not going to say, like, I'm the type of, like, the secret rebellion of, like, if you tell me what to do, I absolutely don't want to do it then. But I was oh, yeah. programmed to do it. So it's like, I was that little kid who's like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I have to do it because otherwise I'm naughty and I'm going to hell. <laughs> right. Well, right. And so I relate to that because I'm a Libra. So like, that's literally like I, I do with everything and everyone, right. Is like, I see this side. I also see that side, but here's where we meet in the middle. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's really all I ever do with people is like, okay, I see what you're saying here, but let's look at this as well. And then let's meet somewhere in the middle so that and we I can- And I agree that whatever you're doing, I want yeah. you to make an empowered decision. Like right, that, that, right. That, I mean, that's informed informed consent as a nurse. Like that, that I take mm-hmm. literally. Like in oh, order yeah. to make a decision, you need to ha- know all the pieces. Otherwise, you're not making an educated decision because you're missing half of the story. Exactly. Exactly. One thousand percent. So, yeah, I feel like um, there's 
I, I mean, this is an aspect I just like love about myself is that I see things so differently because I do see all sides of the coin to make up the whole. And if we can do that, that's when you really start to get people to change and shape things differently in a positive way. But as soon as you hone in and just like, here's my tunnel vision of, you know, this one little aspect of something, well, you're missing everything else around it. And again, doing more harm than good. Uh, and I feel like that's how much of society is, is like, we're not listening. We're not listening to you each can't other. Fix one thing. Like you, right. you can't, if you have, if I have shoulder pain, you're not going to just focus on this because mm -hmm. there's a reason there's many levels to why I have pain here. Guess mm -hmm. what? The pain might be my knee over here. And really it's referring because my whole body's compensating. And once right. you fix just one part, your body's going to compensate if you don't deal with the root problem. And that's why exactly. I switched from, from being where I was in modern medicine to what I do now and why I'm so passionate about it, because I want to help people. I always say I am done treating bullet holes with band-aids. Like well, I'm yeah, I mean, that. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to go in, in the core. I want to help clean it out. I want to pull the bullet out so you can heal from the inside out. Yeah. So I think that we're, we're, system. yeah, I, I think we're starting to see that more and more as like, people are starting to realize that people are starting to kind of wake up into that and be like, yeah, this doesn't actually make sense. Why am I doing that? And then they start kind of like, you know, really starting to grasp that. So I, I definitely have noticed that shift over the past few years. I think honestly, you know, COVID did that, you know, like as a good service for everyone. It kind of that was, the, everyone... that was part of the medicine of COVID to be perfectly honest. Right. Exactly. You think exactly. About it, if you're talking about the whole time where like, <clears throat> I want to slow down. I want to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't yeah. breathe. I, I, I feel like I'm go, go, go. And it, it was the universe saying, okay, you, yeah. you asked for this like you get enough people wanting yeah. the same <laughs> shit you have all just manifested all of that to happen so that we could just like take a fucking chill pill like <laughs> just you know so so yeah i think that you know there, i like what you said there's magic behind covid because there really was it, it awakened so many people to all of this stuff so yeah. there's duality in everything like yes. that's the thing like not yeah. saying that COVID was a, a beautiful and there, there, I mean, there's, there's a dark side to that as well. Absolutely. There was also yeah. a beautiful side. And if we just focus on the dark side, we're missing. Once again, exactly. we're missing the whole. Well, and the same thing goes, if you focus on either side too mm -hmm. much, yeah. you're missing the whole picture. Right. And that is the whole thing about duality. That's why it's important. You see both sides, you experience both sides, but then you come to the middle where there's that balance. And yeah. honestly, that's why I'm so passionate about what I do, because that is the womb space in general. Like it is the place where everything meets. It's you, the place where your feminine meets the masculine. It's the place where your lightness meets the darkness. And it is the balance between mm -hmm. all of that. And that balance looks different for everybody, but that is your like sacred balance. And mm -hmm. you start to focus on one side over the other, you're disembodied, you're anxious, you're over overwhelmed, you have self-betrayal, you have self-hatred. I mean, these are all things I experienced. Yeah. And it's it's when you start to look at the whole picture and be like, wow, this is a mess over here. Like, let's start to to balance this out. I mean, that's really when change happens. Sometimes some people will be mm -hmm. so far in their masculine and they deny their feminine. And then they realize that and they're like, Whoosh, and they switch yes. to the other side. That happens so often. They have to that come back so to the often. middle and say, 
okay, now you've experienced both sides. Like now it's time to come in a balanced state. That is so it. I see that in spirituality all the time. It's like people wake up like, oh, this hyper-masculine is awful, awful, awful. And then they swing so far into the feminine (laughs) and they are just as toxic in the opposite lens, you know, and it's just awful. And it's like, okay, you, you You experience the function beautifully in life. And you know what? You needed to experience that huge swing. You needed to experience both sides. You needed to experience duality so that you can find the center for that fits you. But like, you have to actually make that move back. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, well, and yeah. I think that's part of that, like that, that rebellion piece of like, this is what we mm-hmm. did. And we're like, now this is no, we know that's not our truth. We don't know all the pieces yet, but we know that's not. So we're going to shove it this way. So in yes. doing that, we're swinging to the other side. And then we realize, huh something's still missing. I don't really know. And then it's like, once you have that self-awareness, you can say, Mm -hmm. okay, I played on this side. I played on this side. Now where, where where are the, where am I going to rebuild? Cause that's what it is. Tearing down all the concepts of all sides. And where am I going to rebuild? I have the main frame work, but I get to make it me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. So love it. Love it. So what does a womb session? So, so somebody's like, Oh, I, I love what she's saying. Like, I feel like this is where I need to go. What would a womb session look like? Cause I know that that's the yeah. question they're asking like, okay, so mm-hmm. I don't even know, like, I don't know if I can dive in. Cause I don't even know what that looks like, but it sounds like something I want. Yeah. So like I said, I specialize in shadow work, but specifically womb shadow work. So what that looks like is um, first and foremost, we need to get you into theta waves. So we get you really calm, relaxed, grounded, connected to your body. I do this through a combination of breath work and visualization. Once and and since we're going into a specific area of your body, then I help visualize and guide you there. So we're getting really nice and calm and relaxed and comfortable. And then I'm guiding you into the womb space. From there, I like to, especially for if it's the first time somebody's going into their womb space, I like them to just kind of get acclimated with the area. No judgment. What does this area look and feel like? What what comes up for you? What emotions are here? What do you see here? You know, and we just kind of get just an overall blueprint of what it what it looks like right now. And sometimes it's beautiful and wonderful, and sometimes it's black and nothing, and and everybody is different, right? Um, and the point of that is just to see what work needs to be done. What is beautiful about this area? Let's get familiar with it, right? So we do that. And then I usually like to call in any kind of guide that you are comfortable with working with, whether that is spirit guides and spirit teams, gods, goddesses, animals, uh, deceased loved ones, whatever, right? Um, we we do that because number one, they provide us guidance. If we feel like uh, I'm getting a little stuck here, um, they can give us some some pushes and directions. They also help us feel very safe, right? And so that's a way for us to to utilize that that comfort and safety throughout the process. Once we kind of establish all of that, then we go wherever it is that we need to go for that day. That looks different for every single person with every single session. And once we experience what we need to experience that day, if there's something that needs to be healed, I help guide you through that process. Um, I'm constantly asking 
how does this feel? Um, what feels right for you to do with this? And, and so you're making the decisions, but I'm helping you rewire that whole experience. You're opening Once, the possibilities, the questioning of, yes. of what, what is, what do you see? What do you want to see and seeing that? Right. Yeah. So then once we're done with that, we get any last minute um, messages from our guides or whoever was, was coming through for us today. As sometimes I like to go back into that womb space, see, is, does something feel different? Is something shifted? Has something changed? Do we need to actually physically do the shifting and changing right here, right now? Right. And then from there, we come out of, our session and we talk we talk about what we experienced we we talk about all of it because i am experiencing things with you i pick up on some things that maybe you kind of missed or you didn't fully experience or you didn't fully grasp right away i share those things with you and then i give you specific things to do to integrate what you learned so action steps like okay now that you understand where this comes from here's what i want you to do moving forward and integrating that and that's kind of what a, a individual session looks like overall which i think that last part is is a lot of times missing of like how mm -hmm. do we actually mm -hmm. do now that we know we know our truth but what are we going to do about it? Because it's well, so yeah, easy I mean, you can't to shove have, it back away. Yes. You can't have true embodiment without the knowledge and clarity of where shit comes from, which is the shadow work, and without the action, which is the embodiment practice of it. And that looks different for everybody. So, so yeah, I mean, um, that that is a huge part of it. Love it. Love it. So it, for somebody that just wants to start and they may not have the means to invest in a mentor yet, what would you recommend them to get their feet wet and start on this journey? Because they're like, I, I feel a call. I know the purpose. I see this. I know this mm -hmm. is where I want mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. But where do I start now so I can get to the point where it is where I can work one-on-one -on -one with somebody or in a group facility to be able yeah. To so that's something that I'm actually really passionate about because I feel like everyone should have access to this like amazing magic um, because we all need it. Right. So number one, if you are brand new to this whole thing, starting with subconscious work like journal prompts are a really great way to get your feet wet. But just because I said that's not true shadow work does not mean that that is like a shitty way to start. Like no, it's, it's a absolutely lot of times where people start too. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's perfect. I actually have a journal, like a, a womb work journal that has womb shadow work specific prompts in it. And I do that solely for the people that just need to get their feet wet, that want to just see what's even at the subconscious layer right? Because we don't even do that for ourselves usually. So I think that that is number one, a great way to start. But because I'm really passionate about this being available to everybody, the other thing that I personally do is um, I do individual sessions so that for people that, you know, maybe do have a little bit of disposable income, you could do one-on-one -on -one sessions. You don't have to invest in like a whole program or something, right? So there's kind of like that option. The other thing that I do in my group program for somebody that 
really wants deep, deep work with this is I have a scholarship and it's a full scholarship for people that are like, I am so ready to heal, but financially, like I can't invest in that because I need to put food on the table. Yep. Right. So that's something I'm really passionate about. And I will always, always have for those individuals that are like, I am a thousand percent in on my healing journey and prioritizing myself, but like, I just need a little help doing it. So personally, that's what I do. Yes. Um, but if you're just wanting to do this on your own, I think starting with that subconscious work is really good. And if you decide to work with somebody in that deeper layer, you, number one, you should make sure that they're trauma-informed um, and find somebody that you resonate with that is trauma-informed. Yes. And then you feel safe. Like you have to be able to feel safe with them. If yeah. you don't feel safe, then they, they can't really facilitate the experience. You have to work right. on that relationship first, because if you're going in there where not, there's not a trust base built, then you're really yeah. not going to be able to go as deep as you truly desire. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's actually like a one reason why I won't do shadow work for family members because they won't feel safe with me because we are too, too close even, right? Like, they won't feel like, oh, like I, I'm a little nervous about you seeing this aspect of me. So like you won't, they won't be able to get deep enough because they'll be so concerned about like me being the one taking them through. Right. So it's kind of the same thing where it's like, if, if you're not comfortable with the person facilitating it, you're not going to get deep enough. Mm -hmm. You're going to so, block yourself. You're going to yeah. resist and push away. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So is there anything else you want to leave the listeners? Um, any other messages that are coming through that you want to be shared today? Hmm. Let me see. I think that what's coming through for me right now is like, just whoever's listening is just to finally prioritize yourself like it's not selfish you know like this whole word selfish is like become this like terrible thing to do but in actuality it is it is the the thing that you need to do and to just let that go and just like put yourself first and just fill that cup and see how much you have more to give people in the end. And that that is going to feel incredibly scary. That is going to be triggering in of itself is like doing something vastly different, like putting yourself and your needs first. Um, but is what you're doing working? Like sometimes we have to do something vastly different, like putting ourselves but first, making decisions for our own needs instead of others. Um, it's going to feel scary, but like feel that fear and just go and do it. I love that. Choose you. That's like the big, mm -hmm. big theme that as you were sharing, like that's what I heard inside my mm -hmm. heart was like, yes. just choose you. And, and it's almost like that oxygen mask thing when you're in an airplane, if you yes. don't put the oxygen mask on yourself, you cannot save your little ones because you will be out and they will be out too. Like you have to take care of you. So you have the ability to take care of other people. Exactly. I always say like serve from a place of overflow. If you keep depleting your own cup, then you're going to be resentful too. That's the codependency piece. Like fill your own cup. So it's overflowing and the overflow is what you get to pour out to the world. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And I know so much wisdom and medicine was shared today. And I know everyone is going to resonate with this. I have all your bio stuff linked in to the show notes. So please come play in her world too. She's an amazing human being. And thank you again for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Revolution Tribe and being part of our soul family. If anything in this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, and share your takeaways. You can find me on IG at Grow with Jackie B or on YouTube at Soul Revolution Tribe. I will see you next week for more soul conversations and medicine. Bye for now and see you back soon.